You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Scarlet mimic threat actors watching Tibetan and Uyghur dissidents and their allies. ISIS, whose cyber operators have increasingly been targeted by U.S. airstrikes, post another inspirational video threatening the U.K. Anonymous remains quiet with respect to ISIS, but punishes Japan for whaling. Ireland sustains another wave of denial of service. Insurance markets and lawsuits shape cyber standards of care, and one risk analyst tool offers some insights. We learn some things about the Internet of Things security, and if you're worried about someone hacking your nanny cam, well, for Mary Poppins' sake, password protect that thing. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, January 25th, 2016. Palo Alto Networks releases the results of a long-running study of cyber operations, mostly reconnaissance, conducted against Tibetan and Uyghur dissident groups in China. Palo Alto calls the threat group involved Scarlet Mimic and offers no other attribution, but other observers think the target set fits the interests of Chinese security services. The U.S. is reported to be actively targeting ISIS cyber operators with airstrikes. ISIS cyber operations, despite last week's minor defacement of a Chinese university's web pages, continue to concentrate on information ops. A particularly lurid instance of inspiration appeared over the weekend, as ISIS released a 17-minute clip of the Paris terrorists engaged in pre-attack training and local atrocities in Syria. In Pakistan, hacktivists respond to last week's massacre at Baku Khan University by taking control of websites belonging to Pakistan's Ministry of Health. The defaced pages express solidarity with bereaved families and demand vengeance against the attackers, thought to be a faction of Pakistan's Taliban. Anonymous remains quiet on the anti-ISIS front, but elements of the collective do hit the website of Japan's Narita International Airport to protest whaling. Irish government websites have come under a sustained distributed denial-of-service campaign. This follows last week's similar attack on the national lottery. No individual or group has claimed responsibility. Authorities are investigating. Google disputes PerceptionPoint's claims of widespread Android device vulnerability to privilege escalation attacks through a kernel bug. The bug is real, and Google's patched it, but Google insists only a minority of devices would have been affected. The SSH backdoor recently discovered in Fortinet's FortGuard system has now also been discovered in the company's FortiSwitch, FortiAnalyzer, and FortiCache products. Fortinet advises moving to more recent versions, unaffected by the backdoor, and has also provided a set of manual workarounds to mitigate the vulnerability. AMX Harman, provider of widely used audiovisual equipment and building system controls, denies deliberately putting a backdoor in its products. The putative backdoor is merely a legacy diagnostic and maintenance login for customer support, according to the company, and they say they removed it back in December. They also apparently pushed out a hotfix some 10 days ago. 
The company that disclosed the vulnerability, SEC Consult, says it hasn't had time to evaluate the patches yet. Shodan, the Internet of Things search engine, has added a category that displays screenshots taken from vulnerable webcams. For the most part, the vulnerable cameras are not protected by passwords, so the privacy fix seems obvious. Password protect your webcams, baby monitors, nanny cams, and so on. Malwarebytes describes a strain of ransomware, Le Chiffre, which has been infesting Indian banks and at least one pharmaceutical company since early this month. Belying the French name it's been given, Le Chiffre seems to have been written in Russia. It is, Malwarebytes sniffs, unprofessional in its lack of obfuscation, openness to analysis, primitive encryption, and unsophisticated mode of communication. It asks the victims to email the controllers. So, probably the work of rookies, but troublesome nonetheless. RSA 2016 has disabled what appeared to be a Twitter credential-collecting registration form. The misstep, as well as the choice of entertainment celebrities for a few of the Expo's much-coveted keynotes, has provoked some pre-conference controversy. Skype has enhanced its users' privacy. It will henceforth hide their IP address. And here's the Dog Bites Man story from Bluecoat. The security company releases a study that points out that browsing porn is bad for your smartphone, and presumably other devices as well. Not surprising, of course, but a reminder is always in order. Business insurance describes the patchwork quality of conventional insurance coverage for cyber incidents. Willis Towers Watson Wire goes them one better, laying out in some detail trends in what cyber policies cover and what they do not. Damage to digital assets is generally included. Death or physical injury typically would not be. In general, the trends would be unsurprising to those familiar with insurance markets. One big remaining area of uncertainty involves coverage for damages sustained in cloud operations. As insurance markets continue their contribution to developing cyber standards of care, so does the plaintiff's bar. One case industry should watch closely is Affinity Gaming's suit against Trustwave, which alleges the security provider failed to meet acceptable standards in investigating and preventing further damage from an incident Affinity experienced. The outcome will have implications for both tort and contract law. Observers call it potentially disruptive to the cybersecurity industry, and they counsel, unsurprisingly, that security vendors should take a close look at their insurance coverage. Thus, insurance markets and lawsuits will probably prove again to be reciprocally illuminating. Of interest in this regard is Business Insurance's announcement of its innovation awards, one of which goes to Pivot Point Risk Analytics for its new method of estimating and quantifying cyber value at risk. Pivot Point Risk Analytics was spun off from our publisher, CyberPoint International, last October. The U.S. and E.U. are in the final stages of safe harbor negotiations, and whether they achieve a new agreement before the legacy one expires remains in doubt. U.S. Attorney General Lynch denies its administration policy to require backdoors or weaken encryption. The government just wants some technical help from the tech sector to avoid the bugaboo of criminals going dark online. What such help would look like remains to be worked out. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. 
Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. I'm joined by Joe Kerrigan, Senior Security Engineer at Johns Hopkins Information Security Institute. They're one of our academic and research partners. Joe, the Internet of Things. Well, let's start with the with the consumer stuff. So what's the downside? What's the danger of my refrigerator being connected to the Internet? These are things that are have not traditionally been Internet-connected that are now becoming Internet-connected. About six months ago, Samsung had a refrigerator that they opened up for penetration testing, and somebody found that if you were on the network, you could perform a man-in-the-middle attack on that refrigerator that would let you get the user's Google username and login, username uh-huh. password information. So is it a matter of it just being you know one more one more thing, one more place where someone has an opportunity to to get at your information? Yeah, absolutely. This is what we refer to in in security as your attack surface. And when you start putting all these other devices on your network, you start increasing your attack surface. But speaking of the industrial systems, what what is the danger here? What are we up against? Well, actually, this is uh, an interesting problem. We've seen uh, three times now in industrial control systems that have caused real-world damage. Uh, first was in Iran, where we had the centrifuges fail because of the Stuxnet worm. We've also seen in a steel mill in Germany that we don't know which one uh, because the the, uh, the information has not been released, but there was uh, physical damage to a steel mill in Germany. Uh, and recently in Ukraine, a, a power grid was taken down for, for several days by remotely by, by attacking uh, their industrial control systems on that power grid. Would your advice be uh, stay away, be cautious? Uh, how, how should people protect themselves? My advice is, is, is to stay away. <laughs> but, you know, okay. I understand that there's a cool factor to it. Um, and yeah, you should protect yourself. You should, you know, you should know what the device is doing and you should stay. Now you have to keep up to speed on any security alerts that come out about that device. So it's one more thing in the home to, uh, to worry about in terms of cybersecurity. Correct. And I don't know how many people actually keep up to speed even on the security issues of their own operating systems on their main, com- on the, the main computers they have uh, that they use daily. Joe Kerrigan from Johns Hopkins University uh, Information Security Institute. Thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. 
Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K Cyberwire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now.